0: Good morning, oh come on, y'all can do better than that now. This afternoon you'll be screaming and hollering. This is Super Bowl Sunday. Good morning, there you go. Isn't it wonderful that we serve a super God and that all of us are on the same team? And guess what? We know that we are gonna win. In the end, victory will be ours. And that's something to be glad about. We welcome you to this, our 8 o'clock worship experience. We welcome those that are joining us as well by way of live streaming. You know, it's a blessing to be in the house of prayer. There's a lot of people that wish they could trade places with us this morning. But the Lord, in his loving and kindness, has spared us to be here another Sunday. Not just another Sunday, but another month. And that's something to be thankful for. I had a couple of people that asked me, what did I think about the incident in California? And I echoed the same thing that Ty Ray said, that the biggest mistake that most of us make is that we think that we have time but we are to live each and every day as if it's our last. We are told that time is not promised and that we have to be ready because we have an appointment with old man death and we don't know when that day or that hour is coming but we know it's coming. Time is not promised to us but thank God there is a land that's promised to us if we just have our lives in order with the master. I ask that you pray with me now. Heavenly Father, great is your faithfulness, and abiding is your love. Dear God, we ask that you will hear our faintest cry and then answer our needs by and by. Father God, we thank you for being our shield and our protector. Protecting us from enemy plots, from the devil's fiery darts and from Satan's snares. Right now, Lord God, we ask that you will order our steps in your word. Dear God, light our path that we might navigate our journeys triumphantly and victoriously. For we know with Jesus on our side, things are gonna work out fine. We thank you now, Lord. We thank you not just for this church, We thank you for every church door that's open in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Bless now, Lord, that when we leave this place, we will leave here telling the dying world that Jesus is the only way, that every tongue must confess, every knee must bow, that Jesus is Lord. And we will forever give you all of the praise and the glory. And it is in the precious name, of Jesus Christ, who is our Lord and our Savior, that we submit this prayer. Amen. 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 Our youth for Christ are coming now to bless us in worship through dance. Let's thank the Lord for them as they come. Deacon Davis.
1: Father, Lord, we come this morning, Lord, with bowed heads and humble hearts, Lord, just thanking you for letting us see another day. And Lord, we don't take it lightly, Lord, for we realize, Lord, that hundred multiplied by thousand have been cut short of this very opportunity that we now enjoy. And Lord, we realize it's not because we've been so good, Lord, nor because we kept all your commandments, but Lord, it's because of your grace and mercy that you allowed us to be here. And Lord, we just want to say thank you. Lord, we pray this morning, Lord, for those that may be sick, Lord, those that are in hospitals, those that are preparing for operations, Lord, we just ask you to just comfort them now, Lord. Lord, we pray a special blessing upon the bereaved family this morning, Lord. We just ask you to just comfort them in their hours of sorrow. For Lord, if there's every time they need you, Lord, they need you now. And Lord, we just pray, Lord, that this morning of worship service, Lord, that you be lifted up. For you say if you be lifted up, you draw all men unto you. And Lord, we just pray you just draw someone this morning, Lord. We pray for the God-man as you bring the preach word, Lord, that it may touch someone with a word or a song. That he may see where he's traveling wrong, Lord. Lord, we just ask you to send you, keep your arms around us. These blessings in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
2: Good morning to the people of God. It is indeed an honor and a privilege to stand before you this morning. As it always is, because God didn't have to wake me up this morning. I don't know about you. As we've seen over the past weeks, we know that we don't have control of anything. Everything is in God's hands, so it is indeed a blessing to wake up on this side of Jordan. So we ask that you stand with us, if those that can, as we begin to have a collective testimony to God's goodness and God's grace in the form of our responsive reading. Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up as it fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Altogether, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. We ask that you continue to stand and sing out of the depths of your heart. I love to tell the story along with the, with the music ministry.
3: I'm and...
4: drive we're now collecting clean and gently warm prom formal and pageant dresses no dress to donate that's okay you can donate a gift card at couturecares.org help us fill the closet drop off on collection day here at gade on saturday february the 15th from 10 a.m to 2 p.m today's sanctuary flowers have been donated by ricky and sharon thickpen in honor of their mother who's celebrating her 80th birthday on today happy birthday mom we love you the Old School Review, sponsored by the K-Chapel Mission Ministry, will be held on Friday, February the 28th at 7 p.m. in the Willie Wright Family Life Center. You'll have the opportunity to sign up to participate each Sunday in the Old Fellowship Hall after the 8 and the 11 o'clock worship services. Just stay in. no need to worry about those singing skills because you'll be lip singing, but the moves will be real. You can choose your own song from an approved list, create and practice your own smooth moves, and wow the audience with your talent. Tickets are only $5 each and available for purchase today for this fun-filled family event. For more information, please contact Sister Frances Moody at 601-842-5015. The Futures Ministry is now accepting graduate bio forms from individuals who are receiving a degree in higher learning from a college or university. The form may be downloaded from the K-Chapel app or may be obtained from any member of the Futures Ministry. The deadline for submission is March the 1st. Attending youth ages 9 to 18, planning to attend the National Baptist Congress of Christian Education in June. Your interest form is required to be completed and returned today. Sunday, February the 2nd. It's first Sunday here at K Chapel, which means we're celebrating our youth and academics. In this second nine-week honor roll, we have our all age students. Kennedy Brown, Kamala Cousin, Madison Duvall, Matthew Duvall, Coy Gentry Jr., Jelena Mitchell, Tayden Shelby, Charlotte Simpson, Evan White, and Kaylee Williams. On our AB honor roll, we have Dalen Allen, Caitlin Barnes, Maya Bridgman, Anna Buckley, Lindsay Butler, Nathan Cook, Shane Davis, Jennifer Fleming, Julia Gray, Kason Hall, Todd Shelby, Ashton Shelton, Cameron Shelton, Charles Simpson II, Deja Williams, Jayla Wolf, Caleb Young, and Carlton Young. Way to go, young people. On First Sundays here at K-Chapel, we also celebrate your birthday. Happy birthday to everyone with a birthday during the month of February. And please be sure to check your bulletins and the bulletin boards for additional announcements and upcoming community events. And to share your ministry news with the K-Chapel family, just send an email to kchapelannouncements at yahoo.com Or you can go to the Submit Info tab on the K-Chapel app. But be sure to get your announcements in by noon on Tuesday of each week.
5: Amen. Let the church say amen. Amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. 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 Good to see each of you, beloved. We thank God for this day, another day that the Lord has given us. And we're rejoicing and we're glad about it. Amen. Amen. Listen, do want to let you know that there is going to be a film screening on tomorrow, February 3rd at Tulu College. The title of that film is Uncivil War. Uncivil War, it's starting at 6 p.m. at the Bene G. Thompson Research Center, and one of our own, uh, Reverend Shirley Harrington, is gonna be featured in that film. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's uh, chronicling some of the things about voter uh, suppression and voter ID throughout the uh, the, the, the years starting back uh, as early as I believe the the 30s and 40s I believe is how far it tracks back uh, but our own Shirley uh, Harrington is a part of that film and so we invite you to come and share and being a, do they have to register to, to come or can they just RSVP, all right, so uh, see Reverend Harrington before you leave here in order to RSVP for that film screening. Again, that's tomorrow, tomorrow at 6 p.m. at the Benedict Thompson Center at Tougaloo College. Amen? <laughs> Listen, also do want to remind you that 28 days is upon us, and we are in February. Can you believe it? We're already in February. Amen. Amen. And we have 28 days of prayer and consecration, prayer and fasting that we do here uh, here at K Chapel. And uh, I know you've been asking and saying, when are we going to get started? Because there are 29 days this this year. And Reverend, are we doing 29 or 28? Amen. We're going to keep it at 28. We'll keep it at 28. Amen. But listen, what I want you to do is, um, there, you should be getting just about now, we want you to uh, start looking at your phones. You're probably going to be getting some Uh, Updates for those of you who are signed up for the text alerts for K-Chapel, you should be getting an update just about now that will link you to the PDF uh, for all of those, uh, the weeks uh, of meditations for each day. We want you to follow us during uh, each day, every morning uh, for that uh, meditation. And then we also, uh, listen, we've been doing the fasting and the self-denial. I'm really not going to give you any instruction on that. We know how to do that by now. Amen. And so your self denial, your your fasting, however you do that, that's going to be between you and your God. I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, um, I did I did self denial last year. Self denial last year, and it started started in February of last year, and I was intending to just do twenty eight days, and lo and behold, I went a whole year. Went a whole year. I, now now I I. I I felt pretty good. I didn't do all that I wanted to do, but I felt pretty good about it. But, but what I did was I gave up pork for 28 days and then ended up giving it up for the whole year. So now this year, this year, I'm going to make it known because I'm going to need your help. I'm giving up chocolate. Yeah, I know. I announced it. I announced it. I announced it right here. And for those of you who know me, you know I love chocolate. Yeah, so 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 I'm not saying I'm going to do it for a whole year, but I'm, I'm going to give it all I got for 28 days. Amen. And we'll see how it goes from there. We'll see how it goes from there. Amen. But uh, make sure that you get that. You should be getting that uh, on your phones. If you don't have it, uh, the uh, text alert, uh, go to the K-Chapel app. Uh, You should be able to get it there. And also, I believe, on the Facebook page as well, uh, you should be able to get it there as well. We want to recognize our our February birthdays. If you have a birthday in the month of February, won't you stand to your feet and let, let us recognize you now? All of our February birthdays, won't you stand to your feet? Oh, wow. Look at this. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. All right. Yes.
3: Happy birthday.
5: Yes. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. One of the things that I love about K-Chapel, not only are we a friendly and fellowshipping church, but we are a mission-oriented church. We do mission and outreach like, n- unlike any, any most churches around, and we, we do a very good job. So much so. So much so that a lot of social sur- service agencies throughout the city uh, and even the state uh, a- have begun uh, sending people our way because they know that we have a heart to help. Um, Media, are you ready? Can you, can you give us some information on that? Because I, I want you to see this first and then I'll come back and give you some more information. Okay.
4: Let's talk for a minute about giving. We give here at K-Chapel for three reasons. First, because it demonstrates our obedience to God's word. And we give as a sign of our thankfulness for God's supplying provisions in our lives. And finally, we give to see God's kingdom grow through the missions and ministries that occur here and around the world through Cade Chapel. When you think about those missions and ministries, some of the things that should come to mind is the annual Walton Elementary book drive or our response to the water crisis in Flint, Michigan or the crisis locally. Think about things like advocacy and how we help support voter registration. And finally, about benevolence. So let's focus on benevolence. When you give in the benevolent offering, we are able to give to those who are sick and shut in or in the hospital, those in need of support to pay their housing, mortgage or their rent, or to help to keep on their utilities. As you give in the benevolent offering, the fund increases. And as you would expect, as Kate gives, it's depleted. But this year the need has been so great that the fund is being depleted at a rate faster than it's being replenished. So, we are on a mission, K-Chapel. We need to grow our Benevolent Fund, and we do that by giving. You can give in the Benevolent Offering, you can give through the K-Chapel app, or you can text to give at the number shown on your screen. We need you this month to make a pledge to support the growth of our Benevolent Fund. Continue to worship, grow, connect, and serve, and serve by giving.
5: Amen. So I was talking to our Benevolent Chair, uh, Deacon Crump, and he made it known to me that that we are uh, kind of at a, not crisis level, but approaching that level. Uh, we, we, as the screen said, uh, we're able to give because you give. We're able to assist people because you give to the Benevolent Fund. Uh, the 8 o'clock uh, worship service actually only has one offering. And uh, we don't have that benevolent offering like we do in the 11 o'clock service sp- specifically set aside for benevolence. Uh, we're depending on you to identify uh, your gifts in that one offering for benevolence. However, for this month, for this month, because it's a special emphasis, what we want to do we want to we want to provide a separate offering, a benevolent offering especially for building up the benevolent fund again Uh, the chair made it known to me that if if we don't do something real soon uh, we will have depleted the benevolent fund I don't don't think y'all are hearing me we will have because 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 we're giving at a rate we're helping at a rate much faster than it's actually coming in and we got a choice to make we either stop helping amen or we give. Now, we can take a vote. How many of y'all want to stop helping? All right. Nobody want to stop helping? That means we're voting to give. Then. Amen. Amen, and so we want to do that, we want to do that, but starting this this Sunday, this Sunday, all through the month of February, we want to add the benevolent offering to our 8 o'clock services, um, uh, we'll do that at the conclusion, uh, we'll, we'll go ahead as usual right now, and then we'll specify the time for the benevolent offering, so uh, be ready to help us do that, ushers, God bless you, and God keep you, Is our prayer, are y'all ready to help some some people in need? amen we make a huge impact there are people in our congregation there are people outside of our congregation uh, who who really have come to uh, know that they can come to us in times of need and we want to continue uh, to be that help for those who are in need of, of food, of clothing, of shelter. Uh, babies need diapers. Babies need food. All of that we're able to do because you give out of the kindness of your heart. There's a song that the choir sings and y'all get it ready. Uh, y'all sing that song, Thank You, It Could Have Been Me, Outdoors, No Food, No Clothes. Yeah, all of that. We want to do that during this offering. All right, God bless you and God keep you as I pray.
6: Good morning, Cade Chapel. At this time, we would like to ask those persons who are not members of Cage Chapel, if you would please stand. All our guests. Well, this is the second, oh yes, thank you, thank you. On behalf of the pastor and our ministerial staff and board of deacons, mothers and members of the church, we want to say welcome to Cade Chapel. If you're looking for a church home, I think you found it. If your schedules will allow you, come again anytime. But right now, we're going to give you something here that you can get only at Cade Chapel, our music set. It is now fellowship time, Kea Chapel. has asked that I emphasize something coming from Representative Clark uh, that has to do with our social responsibility. On February 15th at 10:30 in the morning you are being asked to go to your precincts for precinct caucus. Also on March 10th is Super Tuesday Around the Nation. That means you need to try to get everybody you know ready to go and vote on Super Tuesday. And we will be talking more to you, and you can be looking at the newspapers to find out who will be the candidates for you to vote for on Super Tuesday. That's February 15th, put it on your calendar, 1030 in the morning. Every precinct will be having precinct organizing for the caucus.
7: Good morning, K Chapel. This morning there are some members that are in need of your prayers. And I just want to share a few opportunities that you will have during this week to minister one to another. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved families. Sister Scarita Blackman lost her grandmother. Mrs. Cleo Osborne. That funeral service will be held on Saturday, February 8th at Greater Mount Bethel at 11 o'clock a.m. Mother Dorothy lost her sister, Miss Dorothy McMillan. That f- The funeral arrangements are incomplete at this time. Brother Herman Porter lost a nephew, Mr. Lewis Carter. A memorial service will be held on Friday, February. I'm sorry, February eighth, at Saint in Saint Paul, Minnesota. We have those who have recently lost loved ones. Don't forget these. Sister Tonja Brid- Bridgman lost her, her uncle, Mister Henry Fields. Deaconess Linda Wilson lost her husband, Deacon Claude Wilson. That funeral was held here at Kate Chapel on yesterday. Sister Gloria Hawkins lost her brother-in-law, Mr. James Burrell. Sister Jerry Thornton and Sister Carolyn Bowen lost an uncle, Mr. Moses Morehead, and an aunt, Miss Betty Morehead. Sister Anita Shaw lost an uncle, Mr. Cleo O'Banner of Long Beach, and an aunt, Mrs. Mamie Johnson. Deacon Thickpin lost an aunt, Mrs. Lavera Thickpen. We have still, in, not in hospital, we have Sister Aletha Lewis has been moved to Clinton Healthcare n- Nursing Home. Reverend Michael Jones is still in rehab. And we have recovering at home, Mr. Levi McBride, Coach Walter Griffin, Brother Frank Blonson, Brother Clint, Kenny Williams, Sister Marilyn Langford, and Sister Ruth Dale. And I have here a thank you from Sister Carol Bowen and Sister Jerry Thornton. They just want to thank you for remembering them and their families for all that you've done during the time of their loss of loved ones and that was two uncles and an aunt. And as I always say, pray when you can, visit where you can and each day Thank God that you can. Amen. Amen. Good
8: Good morning. During our opening this morning, Reverend Wright reminded us that this is Super Bowl Sunday. And that we would cheer for our team or whatever team that we wanted to win. But we have a super God. That's always super, super on Sunday, super on Monday, super on Tuesday, super on Wednesday, super on Thursday, super on Friday, super on on Saturday, every day. God is a super God. And this morning, we wanna show God that we wanna give back to him. We can't pay him for everything that he's done we can at least say thank you lord thank you for all your grace thank you dear lord for all your mercy thank you dear lord for sending your son to the cross to die for each and every one of us it is time now to bless the lord through our giving and for those of you who are worshiping with us at home there should be a, a number at the bottom of the screen that you may be able to contribute as well. We understand that fully worshiping God includes offering which are given primarily for three reasons here at Cade. We give because it demonstrates our obedience to God's Word. We give as a sign of our thanksfulness for God's supply and provision in our lives. We give because we want to see God's kingdom grow through the mission and ministry that occur here and around the world through K-Chapel. Hear now the word of God. From what you have taken and offered for the Lord, everyone who is willing is to bring the Lord an offering of gold, silver, and bronze. God bless you. God keep you. Now let's hear from our choir.
9: Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I know everybody out there can think of one reason that you can lift the Lord's name to the heaven. I remember some years ago when I was in those dark days, and I thought nobody loved me. When I finally realized that the Lord loved me, I could just lift his name on high. I wasn't in a good place. I had one couple of days where I was actually homeless. But the Lord sent me somebody to take me in, and I thank God for that. We gonna lift the Lord's name on high. (laughs) Don't lift his name. Lord, I lift your name.
8: first giving it to us grant us grace so to do with what the moment of ours that we may please you with what is eternally yours amen
10: for the joy
5: Be the name of the Lord. If you will consider a portion of scripture found in the book of 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter number 1, beginning with verse number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, beginning with verse number 5. There you will find these words recorded, for our gospel came not unto you in word only but also in power yes. and in the Holy Ghost and in much assurance as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake and ye became followers of us and of the Lord having received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Ghost That, that that's enough and there, there's a there's a passage, media. I don't have it there, but if you can find it for me in Second Corinthians, Second Corinthians, chapter number four, Second Corinthians chapter number four, and verse number seven. Second Corinthians chapter four, verse number seven. It reads very simply. But we have this treasure. In earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. That's good, right there. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. This morning, I want to begin a new series of sermons entitled Stewards of the Story. Stewards of the Story. Stewards of the Story much of this year as I said at the beginning of this year we will consider and focus our attention on the idea of stewardship stewardship and our responsibility of being faithful with everything that God has placed in our hands everything from material resources to spiritual gifts Everything from our physical bodies to our familial relationships, everything from every experience to every bit of expertise that we have. God has entrusted each of us with something to be managed faithfully for God's glory. The question is, are we being the kinds of stewards that the master will say of our stewardship, well done? with what God has put into your hands will God say of you on that day you've managed it well you've invested it well you have utilized it well you have extended its reach you have broadened its impact you have made it more substantial and more significant for the kingdom well done now most people most people tend to think about money and finances when the subject of stewardship is brought up. You must remember and you must recognize it as a believer, your entire life is a stewardship. Your entire life is a stewardship. God is the creator and the owner of everything. And whatever you have has been entrusted to you For good management. God, hear me, God trusts you with His stuff. God trusts you with His stuff. He trusts you with his belongings, he trusts us with his resources, he trusts us with his property, with his creation. And this month we want to focus on the idea that God trusts us with his story. He trusts us with the great gospel, the good news. And he wants for us to faithfully care for his story, to manage it, to share it, to advance it for his glory and for the kingdom. What a great trust God has for us that he trusts us to tell his story correctly. And ought to give you reason for Paul's that the creator of the universe, the almighty God, puts into our hands his story for us to manage, to care for, to tell, to share, and to magnify. And that's what Paul writes about in the Scripture, 2 Corinthians 4 and 7, when he says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power of God may be, uh, may, may be of God and not of us. Listen to what he says. We have this treasure. What is the treasure? He tells us in verse 4, it is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. The glorious gospel of Christ, which has been shared in the hearts of believers, now is a treasure that is placed in the care of earthen vessels. Clay pots. Jars of clay. God places something of extraordinary value Into simple, unadorned, everyday clay pots. He's talking about you and me. We're just clay pots. Vessels. Earthen vessels. That's all any of us are. Clay pots. From the earth we were taken. To the earth we shall return earthen vessels that the almighty creator molded and fashioned in his image and after his likeness, clay pots. That's all that's sitting next to you is a clay pot. It might be tall. It might be short. It's just a clay pot. Amen. You, you might dress better than most, but at the end of the day, you just dressed up clay. You may have gone to school, but at the end of the day, you just educated clay. You may, you may have traveled around the world and seen every part of the world, but at the end of the day, you're just well-traveled clay. You may be famous or iconic, but you're just recognizable clay. You are just clay. We are just clay. If you're anything significant, it's not because of who you are, but because of what's been placed inside of you. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. It's not the vessel, it's the treasure. It's the treasure on the inside that makes the vessel important. It's not the pot. It's the precious story on the inside of the pot that makes the pot. It's not the jar. It's the glorious gospel that's inside of the jar that makes it special and valuable. And we have been given a trust to care for and manage faithfully God's glorious story that he placed inside of us. You know how it is. With your own biography. You don't want folk to mess up your story. Imagine if you were being introduced as a guest speaker somewhere. Person introduced you, call your name. And after they call your name, everything after that was wrong. They said you graduated from Murray, you graduated from Callaway. They said you went to Jackson State, you went to Alcorn. They said you had a love for seafood. Seafood, you got an allergy for seafood. They, they said you were married with three children. You're single and with, with one child. You, you, you would wonder if this is some kind of cruel joke or where did this person get their information from such that everything they said about you was wrong except for your name. And unfortunately, when it comes to the glorious gospel of Jesus, so many of us know his name but mess up his story. We know his name, but we aren't careful in the presentation of his narrative. But as a believer who has been entrusted with this great treasure, we must be good stewards of the story. Stewards who know the story, stewards who share the story, stewards who understand the story, stewards who live the story, stewards of the old, old story of Jesus Christ and in knowing and sharing the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ we must recognize secondly that we are part of that story that God is has been and is working with us in his story which means which means that we all have our own stories to tell stories of how we got over Stories of what we've been through, stories of our ancestors and their journey with God, stories that we cannot forget and we must continue to tell. Then we not only have our ancestral, historical, cultural stories, but we have our own personal testimonies to share. We have our own narratives to preserve and present that testify of the glorious power of God working in our lives. Our stories are testimonies of God's power working in us. His hand molding us, his heart loving us, his spirit directing us, his power going before us. And we must be faithful stewards of these powerful stories that bring great witness to our great God. And that's what this series is about. Making sure that we know and that we tell our unique stories. Because too often... We have allowed our stories to be told by others. Too often we allow other people to write our histories. And when you rely on other people to tell your story, they may or may not get it right. When you rely on others to tell your story, you hope. That certain things don't go missing, but that's what happens when you are not in control of your narrative. You are not in control of your story. Facts get lost, and history gets rewritten, and your story goes missing. And you're left to wonder, and future generations are left to wonder, did we play any part in history itself? Where are the footprints of our forefathers? Where is the evidence of our contributions because we have not controlled the narrative of our stories. i tell you why it's so important to know your history and control your narrative, because if you don't know it, it gets lost. One, one thing, one thing. We, as we recover and rediscover and, and preserve our own stories here at K Chapel, uh, some of you know this, but many of you may not. Uh, you, you, we started over in what's now Fondren. K Chapel did started in Fondren, and and the street, the street, all of that was was Isham Cage's uh, property that he bought, and he parcelled it out and sold it to different proprietors, different business people who wanted to set up shop there in Fondren. One of the streets uh, that 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 is from State Street to uh, Old Canton Road. It's now called Dueling Avenue. But before it was Dueling Avenue, it was Cades Alley. Yeah, go, go back and look at the map. The map the map shows there's no Dueling Avenue. They renamed the street. And took Cade out of it. I wish I had a witness in here. That, that, that's, that's the power. Watch this. When, when you have the power of the pen, you can tell your own story. You can remember who you want to remember. And you can take out who you want to leave out. That's why you have to know and we have to know our own history. So that we can recover and rediscover and tell our story. Long before there was pondering, there was Cade. Long before there was dueling, there was Cade. And as stewards of the story, as stewards of the story, we must care for, preserve, and tell our stories. This morning I'm talking about the gospel story. We are responsible for knowing, preserving, sharing, and living out the glorious truths of the glorious gospel. Being a good steward of the gospel of Jesus Christ requires, first of all then, that we embrace the gospel as our own. Embrace the gospel as our own. Listen to Paul in 1 Thessalonians 1 and 5, for our gospel came not unto you in word only. Our gospel, listen to what he says, our gospel. Paul is associating himself directly with what he is preaching and teaching. And he says, it's our gospel. It belongs to us. It's our gospel. Our gospel means that he has fully embraced it as truth. He is not looking for some other truth. He is not searching for something to add to it. He is not attempting to blend other traditions and teachings together to satisfy some sort of pluralistic universal mindset. He is not trying to satisfy other religious traditions or reach some ecumenical understanding. Paul says, our gospel. In other words, know what you believe. Trust what you believe. We are unapologetic about our gospel. We are unwavering about our gospel. And we are not ashamed of our gospel. And the church needs more Christians who aren't afraid to stand up for the gospel. Christians who will not waver and wobble on the gospel. Christians who will be steadfast, unmovable, and always abounding in the work of spreading the gospel. I know the current culture calls for us to be conformed in our thinking on the matter, but the gospel of Jesus Christ is not a many roads to God gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is not an all-roads-go-to-heaven gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a gospel that includes the possibility for anyone to be saved but excludes the philosophy that everyone will be saved. For the Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and believe in your heart that God is raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. The Bible says, if you deny me before men, I will deny you before my father. So while anyone can be saved, everyone will not be saved. Uh, see, that's the gospel. A lot of folk don't want the gospel. They 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 want a Grammy Award speech giving honor to God, and I want to thank God, and, and and everybody's getting to heaven. That that ain't the gospel. Everybody die, go to heaven, and become an angel looking down. That ain't the gospel. That's your feelings. You want everybody to go to heaven. You want everybody to become an angel. That's not the gospel. Whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Either you believe it or you don't. But that's the gospel. It was the gospel. It caused a man named Nicodemus. To come to Jesus by night asking, how can a man be born again? It was this gospel that made a woman at the well drop her pots and go back home telling everybody, come see a man who told me everything that I ever did. Is this not the Christ? It was the gospel. The cause of Philippian jailer to cry out, what must I do to be saved? It was the gospel that made an Ethiopian eunuch ask, here is the water is here. What's keeping me from being baptized? It was the gospel. The gospel that was preached on the day of Pentecost when 3000 souls were saved, it was the gospel that put running into the feet of Philip, that put singing into the heart of Silas, that put that touched the murderer named Saul turning him into an apostle named Paul. It was the gospel. The gospel. And this gospel. For this gospel men and women have given their lives. For This gospel, people have been burned and maimed for this gospel. This gospel of Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father. This gospel that he was born of a virgin Mary. This gospel that he died on a cross for the sins of the world. This gospel that he was buried and rose again from the grave on the third day. This is the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ that we embrace as our own. But then secondly, being good stewards of the story means, secondly, that we must be willing to live out the gospel in demonstrative ways. Live out the gospel in demonstrative ways. The glorious gospel of Jesus is a living word that has real-life implications and real-world applications. Listen to what I said. The gospel of Jesus Christ is a living word that has real-life implications and real-world applications. Back to the text, 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, For our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men ye were, we were among you for your sake. You know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. The gospel, watch this, Paul says, the gospel is not something you just talk about. The death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ, that is the kernel, yes, of salvation. But Paul says here that our gospel didn't stop with just words. Our gospel didn't stop with just theological truths, but our gospel included some tangible proof. Our gospel was evident in our living. Our gospel was evident in our loving Our gospel was evident in our relationships. Our gospel was made evident in our leadership and our administration of the church. Our gospel was made evident in how we related to the stranger, how we treated the needy, how we fed the hungry. Our gospel was made evident in how we ministered to the sick, how we took care of the poor, how we redeemed those who were bound in prison. Our gospel was not a read only gospel. Our gospel was not a lecture based gospel but our gospel was one that you Could see. Such that when they ask, is the church doing anything, they could say K Chapel is. Our gospel is not a come and listen to a sermon gospel and go home and do nothing. Our gospel is a practical living gospel that has real world, real life implication and application. Paul says it came to you in the power of the Holy Ghost and in much assurance, much assurance. He says, basically, when when you looked at us, we were not hollow preachers and teachers, but there was some evidence in our living. If folk can't see the Jesus that you preach about, something's wrong with your gospel. If, if all they can hear are your words and can't see any action that back up what you say you believe, there's something wrong with your gospel. I'd rather see a sermon any day. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. I, I'd rather see it in action and, and know that there's some truth to it. I can read for myself, but I'd rather see. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. If we're going to be serious in our stewardship of the gospel, we must recognize that while teaching and preaching is necessary, living and doing is required. It's the living and doing that qualifies the teaching and believing. It's the living and doing that goes beyond the spoken faith to a practical faith. James said it like this, faith without works is dead. And I'm afraid that there are too many Christians with dead faith. We know the word, but it's practical evidence goes missing. But you'll have an opportunity at the close of this service to show practical application of your theological information. You you understand that Jesus is a, jesus savior of love you understand that that god wants us to help one another you'll have the opportunity to do just that and to do it in a substantial way third thing third thing and i'm through third thing we're going to be good stewards of the story we must share the story share the story jesus says in mark chapter 16 this is the great commission mark chapter 16 verse 15 he said unto them go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature that he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved but he that believeth not shall be damned now that's the gospel see y'all don't want we don't want to deal with that we don't want to deal, we want to, we want a god that just brings everybody to glory but here's what Jesus said. Go, go back to it, Mark 16 and 15. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. That's what Jesus said. Jesus clearly instructs his disciples that they are being entrusted To spread the gospel. To share the good news. To talk about it wherever they went. Too often, I'm afraid, we want to stay in the church. In our close little circles. Doing our church stuff. Where it's safe. We know everybody. Ain't nobody going to disagree too much. With what we believe. But Jesus says, no, I don't want you staying in this salt box called the church. You are the salt of the earth. Get out of this box and go salt the earth. Give the earth some of the savor, not save, savor of the gospel. Season the earth with the savor of salvation. Season the earth with the savor of the gospel. Season the earth with the good news, the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. We must be charged challenged and changed to go outside of the church to minister outside of the church to tell this glorious story outside of the church go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature it's great Jesus says this even he says it's good for you to do good to one another but it's not any real big thing. He says heathens know how to do that. Heathens know how to treat each other nicely. Don't don't in other words, don't don't be so happy because you blessed another believer. I mean that's good, but he said, if you really if you really want to show your faith, go out and bless your enemy. You, you really want to show your faith? Help somebody that's been hurting you. You, you really want to show this glorious gospel? Pray for someone who's been persecuting you. Hook somebody up who's been tearing you down. My, my. He said, that's the gospel. And people will not be able to deny that there's something peculiar about you when you live out that gospel. Glorious gospel of Jesus. Let us be stewards, faithful stewards of God's precious story. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, how grateful we are, how thankful we are that you have written a wonderful story. You've given us your living word. And throughout history, you, your sovereign hand has been crafting this story from beginning to this very point. Because God, you are its eternal author. Not constrained or con- found by time, but you exist outside of time. And because of that, you see all, know all, and can do all things. Thank you, Lord, for writing such a precious story. And it not just being a story to be read, but one to be lived. Thank you for your son, our Savior. Thank you for his sacrifice on Calvary's cross. And thank you, Lord, that you made it possible for anyone who called on his name to be saved. Salvation is a gift procured 2,000 years ago. And yet, even today, the blood still works. Thank you, God. Right now, we pray for someone who needs the gift of salvation. We pray that the glorious gospel will be made true in the hearts of men, women, boys, and girls in this sanctuary right now. Someone who does not know you as Lord and Savior, God, I pray by your spirit that you would move on their hearts. Simply come saying, what must I do to be saved? Now listen, if you have that question, if you're here this morning and you're wondering, what does it take to be saved? It's real simple. All you have to do is pray this prayer where you say to the Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, I accept you as Savior of my life. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died on a cross for my sins, and I believe he rose again from the dead. And right now, I accept you as Lord and Savior of my life. Come into my heart. And make me a new creature. Now, if you prayed that prayer, welcome to salvation. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to new life in Jesus Christ. And if you prayed that prayer, we want you to come up so we can celebrate that with you and lead you further in your faith walk. If you have prayed that prayer for the first time, you're invited to come now. The doors of the church are open. You can come now by letter, by Christian experience as a candidate for baptism. If you've already given your life to Christ, but you don't have a church home, we invite you to come. The doors of the church are open. Come now. As the choir sings, you come. We
11: are not Hmm. ashamed Hmm. of the gospel Hmm. of Jesus Christ, Hmm. for it is the how? Uh-huh.
12: my first lady. Two weeks ago, they called us and told me that I was my sister. Not responding, responded. She was bleeding from her nose and her mouth. By the time I made it home to New Orleans, she was unresponsible. She was on a ventilator. And within, with my mother praying and meeting my family, within a week's time, First, let me go back. My mom, when we went there and we seen her and we went home, my mama said we had to make a decision if they let her off. take her off, do we let her revive her back or we let her go. And I had said, I don't wanna see her laying up there like that, let her go. But when we went back, they case not talk to her, talk to her. In a week's time, She was off the ventilator, talking, praising the Lord herself for thanking him for bringing her out. But she still got a ways to go. She did not start walking, because she couldn't even move. So she did start walking. So I want y'all to keep us in prayer. Our name is Arnoli, and my sister's name is Denise Lee. So keep us in y'all prayer. Thank you.
10: Amen,
7: amen. Sister Clark has a progress report.
6: Thank you so very much, Conroy. And what I wanted to do, sometime, you might remember I came to you and asked you if you would pray for my two godsons. One was in St. Dominic's and one was you at UMC. And some of you have been asking me how they are doing. The one who was at St. Dominic's, he's the associate pastor, Mount Maldim- Nebo. He is home now. Thank God. He's right. God is good. Absolutely. The one at UMC who had been diagnosed with fourth stage cancer hmm. has had three surgeries. But yesterday, I was at a meeting, another meeting, and I got a text. They showed him walking out of his room Amen. in the hall. Amen. God is good. Thank you. Please continue. Pray for me.
7: Amen. Amen. We're going to ask Sister Austin to stand. She has a short testimony. Bless you, bless um. You.
13: Well, good morning. Good morning. Uh, sometimes I feel like I have to come to the church to confess how blessed I am. To confess how much I have trusted God just going God. through college and just growing as a young woman. Yes, yeah, um, right. Yeah. Uh, I just really learned, like, just going through college. That I have to trust God, and and it's and it's so crazy because. I, it's so easy to tell somebody else how to go about something. It's so easy to encourage somebody else and push somebody else. And sometimes we don't seem realize, like, you know, why, why I can't do what I just told, you know, Sarah over here to do or whatever like that. You know, why is it so hard for me? So I just realized that if I can tell her to do it and if I can tell him to do it or whoever, then I have to really trust God and do it within myself. And for this past time period of just the short time of college and everything, I just really, really have to trust God. Because sometimes I feel as though, like, you know what, he's not doing this for me or he's not talking or whatever like that. And like Pastor Buckley said, I have to live out what I practice my or God. live out what I tell other people. So, yeah, I'm
10: done.
13: <laughs>
3: God
7: bless you. God bless Amen. you. My God, my God. And the last one, if you don't know, is my child. This is my daughter. She's going to be relocating to Virginia, and she's come for a word of prayer. Now I can't do this prayer. I'm sorry. I'm going to ask Reverend Wright if he will come and administer this prayer.
0: Lord, God, we thank you now. Lord, we thank you for each and every one that has come. Oh, God, we thank you for the victory reports. Reminding us that you're still in the healing business. Oh, God, for that we say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for showing your magnificent power. Father, God, we thank you for these who come with testimonies. Oh, Lord, we thank you that their faithfulness is still getting stronger in spite of life's challenges. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for these young ladies as they are fighting with Satan's devils. We thank you that their faith still trusts in you. Oh, Lord, as our daughter get ready to relocate, we remind her that you're the same God in Virginia that you are in Jackson, Mississippi. We remind her that you are God that sees all, who hears all, that never slumbers nor sleep. And that she can call you any time of day or night and that you will be there. Thank you, Father God, for all who have come we ask that you will answer their request and lord god we will continue to give you all the praise and all the glory lord god we will thank you right now for what you're going to do thank you lord and we thank you in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost and all the people said amen 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 Amen. We're going to get ready,
5: but just a moment before everyone leaves. Y'all, y'all step aside, but the, everybody who came down for prayer and testimony, I want y'all to stay in your seats for just a moment. Uh, y'all step aside because I want y'all to see. You stay right there for just a minute. One of the things I love about this church, the things I love about this church is, is, is the generations represented in this church. I, I, I love, and I love the fact that, that we have millennials, who can testify the goodness of God. We got boomers and busters who can testify the goodness of God. We got builders. Listen, God is a good God. Amen? Amen. And listen, we talked about being stewards of the story. All of these are stories up here. All of these represent their own stories. And there's a story you haven't heard. I heard you say she's relocating to Virginia. Let her tell her story. Tell your story, Makila. Tell your story. Good
13: morning, church. Um, About three and a half, four months ago, everybody just knew that I was leaving. Nobody knew why I was leaving. Um, But I left because I went off to the FBI Academy, and I graduated last Tuesday, so that's why I'm relocating for my new job.
5: Um, FBI agent, y'all. Huh? (laughs) Huh? You got your badge with you?
9: It's in my purse. It's in
5: purse. All right. How, how many black female FBI agents do you know? One right here. You know one right now. Amen. Amen.
13: Um, so just uh, pray for me. Um, I'm actually leaving out tonight, catching my flight. Um, I have a couple of more days to get settled, and um, I'm actually starting my first day of work on Wednesday. I'll be in D.C., but I'll be living in Virginia. Um, so you guys just keep me in your prayers
5: amen come on let's celebrate that let's celebrate that hallelujah oh bless his name god is a good god amen amen and as you serve and protect we know that god is going to protect you wherever you go his hedge and his hands will be up on you isn't god good Amen, amen, amen. Now listen, I told you we need to take up another offering. We're going to... press into our benevolent offering all this month we want you to give a special gift this morning uh, because we want to build up the reserves we basically we've just been tapping into our reserves in order to meet the needs throughout this community but we need to build that up so that we don't run out amen we need you to help us do that right now the ushers are getting in place we want you to give you a good offering give a good offering this morning amen to help those who are in need because it could have been you Outdoors with no food and no clothes, but you ought to tell him, thank you Lord for what you've done for me. The ushers are coming now. Get your benevolent offerings ready. You can also give on the app if you're looking on live stream. You give too. You give too. Nobody's excluded from giving. We need everybody to give. Let's be a blessing to the community of Jackson, the city of Jackson. Amen. All those who are in need, you can bless them right now.
14: without homes are in the street
6: and the drug habits some say they just can't be muggers and robbers no placing to be safe
14: but you've been my protection every step of the way
10: and i want to say
5: you, Lord, for being a gracious God. Thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God. For all you've done for us, we're thankful now that we can do a little bit for somebody else. So God, use now these gifts. Multiply them for your service. Oh God, we pray that they bring health, healing, and wholeness to someone in need. We thank you, God, for using us